Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Riffin Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin Reed. Turbo Charger, Justin Ellick. No Brian Kill Me today, so we're going live and local for three hours. Curtis Sliwa style, and that means we are going to be super turbocharged. There's so much going on in New York City. You don't need to talk about it anywhere else. It's the epicenter of the world in terms of media attention and in terms of all of our elected officials and appointed officials who are always looking for FaceTime. Because they're like lens lights. And I don't care who they are. They could be Democrats. They could be Republicans. They want to have press conference after press conference after press conference. And if you've ever heard at the top of my show, it says, Curtis Lee was a politician who says, don't trust politicians because you can't. They lie. They're constantly lying. And they look straight in the camera. And, I mean, you could put a gun to their head and say, if you lie, we're pulling the trigger. And they still don't know how to tell the truth. And that was on uh, evident display yesterday in downtown Manhattan in the federal facilities called Jacob Javits, right, after a uh, former Republican senator who was to the extreme left. I mean, we're talking liberal Although nowadays, when you're dealing with the socialists and the progressives, he would probably be considered a Scoop Jackson conservative Democrat. Anyway, I digress. Let's get right into it, because yesterday it was Jim Jordan's hearings. He promised he would bring it downtown Manhattan. And I want to applaud he and his committee, because they didn't eat up all the time with endless politicians talking and squawking. And and I know there was a whole line of politicians who wanted to testify. And I got to tell you, I, I, I did too. I did too. And they said, nah, man, you ran against Eric Adams. You lost Eric Adams. It, it'll sound like, you know, it'll sound like you're a sore loser. 
Well, I am. And I'm a sore loser, not because of myself alone, because of what's happened to our city. So yesterday, the Democrats, in advance of Jim Jordan's hearings, which put on victims or the family of victim members, and again, it couldn't get any better. There were a cross-section of folks from Manhattan, majority Manhattan residents, who had lost their loved ones or who themselves were the victims of crime or the victims of the injustice of Alvin Bragg. Turn him loose, Alvin Bragg. If you don't know the history, if some of you were birthed uh, later than the um, infamous uh, judge, turn him loose, Bruce Wright. That was his nickname. And if you happen to be criminal defense attorneys, you had an easy pass to go to his house in Harlem And he would sign release orders for enemies of society as a sitting judge in black regal robes, 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning. That's why he earned the name Turn Him Loose Bruce Wright. And I got to tell you, inheriting that mantle is Alvin Bragg, friend to all criminals. In fact, every day going on right now as we speak, you have the Dwayne Reeds, the CVSs. You have the Rite Aids. By the way, Rite Aids has said that they will be pulling out of Manhattan lock, stock, and barrel. And you can tell any of the few remaining Rite Aids, you walk in and you can see the shelves are bare. And in this case, not from shoplifting or boosting, but because they're clearing out all their items. They're closing up their shops. They can't actually make their margin any longer because of all the shoplifting and boosting that's going on and the open theft. And most importantly, there is a battle cry now when you go into a Dwayne Reed, into a CVS, into a Walgreens, into the few remaining right aids. The thugs, the thugettes will actually tell the cashiers in Alvin Bragg, turn them loose. I'm your DA for the criminals and not for the law-abiding people of Manhattan. They will actually say to the cashiers, Justin, they will say, look, I'm not here to shoot and loot. I'm here to get my Alvin swag uh, swag bag, my Alvin Bragg swag bag. And you know something? What I'm going to do is I'm just going to loot the store, but I'm not going to harm any of you. And then they go in and out like they have an easy pass. So let's go to the audio tape from yesterday. We played the music of Guns N' Roses, Axl Rose Slash, Welcome to the Jungle, because the city of New York has become a jungle for so many people particularly if you're a small mom-and-pop business uh, man, if you happen to be running a retail establishment as part of uh, management of chain stores, if you happen to be walking the streets, if you happen to be riding the subways, trying to have a nice, quiet day in a park, of which there are magnificent ones throughout the city of New York, up Van Cortland Park in the northern part of the Bronx, to uh, Prospect Park, to Central Park, I mean, it goes on and on and on, and yet you just don't feel safe any longer. But there's one person who was telling us, Jerry the Whale Nadler, that you are safe and secure. I I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Jerry the Whale Nadler, uh, who is the perfect uh, poster child for term limits. I mean, this guy has been around since I think uh, Congress was first put into effect. And he is in a drug-induced psychosis because he can see no crime, even though it may be going on right in front of his big stomach. 
The chairman says this hearing is about the victims of violent crime in Manhattan. Never mind the fact that New York is one of the safest big cities in America. Never mind the fact that under the leadership of Mayor Adams and District Attorney Bragg, over the last year, crime in Manhattan has dropped nearly every major category. <laughs> oh, Justin, I, I need to hear that again. Under the leadership of the heckle and jekyll. And I, I know the city is beginning to finally realize this. That there is no separation between Eric Adams and turn them loose, Alvin Bragg. Both of them are products of the National Action Network of Al Slim Shady Sharpton. Both of them were given the endorsement of Al Slim Shady Sharpton on 145th Street at its headquarters. Both of them came up the ranks through the National Action Network of Al Slim Shady Sharpton. They are like two peas in a pod. They're like a soup in a sandwich. They're like a horse in a cabbage. I want to hear again because Gerald Nadler, reading from the script, agreed to by Alvin Bragg and Eric Adams, attached them at the hip. The chairman says this hearing is about the victims of violent crime in Manhattan. Never mind the fact that New York is one of the safest big cities in America. Never mind the fact that under the leadership of Mayor Adams and District Attorney Bragg, over the last year, crime in Manhattan has dropped nearly every major category. <laughs> and there's Eric Adams right next to him in his $5,000 customized suit. By the way. How do you think he affords those $5,000 customized suits? Because he gets wine, dined, and pocket line and cash. That's right, cash. And who carries him the loot? We'll go into that later on in the three-hour Curtis Lewis extravaganza right here exclusively on WABC, where, as you know, ABC, the acronym stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. So therein lies the story that Eric Adams was always attached at the hip to Alvin Bragg. And then Nadler continued to Nadal on. We all grieve for the victims of violent crime here in Manhattan and everywhere. But if Jim Jordan and his Republican members really cared about protecting New Yorkers, they would join Democrats in addressing the iron pipeline. (coughs) Oh, God, he started choking up. Yeah, it was so funny to watch the press conference because he started coughing erratically, Jerry Nadler. And all of a sudden, Democrats, some of whom uh, were no longer wearing their masks, you know, thinking it's still COVID-19, were reaching into their pockets to grab masks on and put it on. All he kept doing was coughing and coughing and coughing. Can you imagine if he dropped right there? Who the hell would have given Jerry Nadler mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, right? He had the phlegm, the the spritz was like just flying out of his mouth. And then he said something that... You can't even believe that he believes. Wait till you hear Gerald Nadler and his drug-induced psychosis. Best remembered during the summer of 2020, the rioting, the shooting, and looting when asked about Antifa, along with Black Lives Matter, which has become big, large mansions. But in the summer of 2020, when he was asked about Antifa, remember what he said? That's just an ideology. That's not a reality. That's not a violent group. That's just an ideology that people follow. Well, this compounds that situation. Democrats have consistently advanced policy solutions that make all of our communities, including New York, safer places to live, work, and go to school. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Democratic policies? No, he didn't. No, Justin, he didn't say that. Yes, he did. 
And, and you know there were Democrats behind them who were nodding their heads. Yes, Democrats have made it so much safer for us. I want to hear that again. That's worth round two. Democrats have consistently advanced policy solutions that make all of our communities, including New York, safer places to live, work, and go to school. Well, let's look at it. Um, the Democrats have awarded Chi-Town, the murder capital of America, the drive-by shooting capital, the gang-banging capital, the uh, carjacking capital of America, the DNC convention to choose their next uh, presidential nominee, who at this point looks like Joe Biden, right? They got rewarded for having more crime. So out went Featherfoot, Lightfoot, Lightweight, whatever, Beetlejuice, I called her, and she was to the extreme left, replaced by the socialist Johnson, embraced by Bernie the Altachacha Sanders and all the socialists like AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who not only want to defund the police, they want to remove the police, not only want to defund prisons, they want to remove correctional officers. And now Chicago had three in a row, all in one day, armored car robberies, almost unheard of. Walmart is pulling out lock, stock, and barrel, all their stores in Chicago. And you saw over the weekend flash mobbing, teenage thug and thugettes basically took out all of downtown, were attacking tourists, attacking residents. They were like uh, locusts going through the cornfield, and nothing could be done. And the only thing the Democratic-slash-socialist mayor could say is, children, you need safe spots. Let's not demonize the young people who are out in the streets. This is crazy. Look at Philadelphia. Look at Body Bag City, Baltimore. Look at Washington, D.C. Look at our city. Look at Atlanta. Look at St. Louis. Look at San Francisco. Look at Oakland. Look at Los Angeles. I can go on and on. Uh, Portland, Seattle. What is... um, Oh, that's right. They all have Democratic administrations and Democratic uh, mayors. Could I hear that one more time, how much the Democrats have made us safer, not only here in New York City, but Gerald Nadler says throughout the United States. Democrats have consistently advanced policy solutions that make all of our communities, including New York, Ah. safer places to live, work and go to school. (laughs) No cash bail. No cash bail. (laughs) Yeah. How did that work out? Huh? Anyway, let's open up our phone numbers, Uh, 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. As we stay live and local, yours truly. See, my my front tooth is going to fly out any second. This has happened before, ladies and gentlemen. If I'm screaming in pain, you'll understand why. It's pain compliance because the only person in the world I'm afraid of, as you know, is the dentist. It's ready to fly out. 1-800-848-9222. When we come back, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, is going to talk about how we are the safest big city in America. And more importantly, how y'all ought to be grateful to Eric Adams, to Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, to Gerald the Whale Nadler, to all the Democrats, because what's the matter with you people? You should be grateful. We're in the safest big city in America. I ask the question, and why is everybody fleeing? Why is everybody, if they can, leave leaving? I don't understand. If it's such a great place to live, why the hell are people leaving in massive numbers in Staten Island, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, and Manhattan, the safest big city in America? 1-800-848-9222. 
to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Can I get a witness? A lot of witnesses yesterday before Jim Jordan's congressional hearing in New York City. But without directly impugning them, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, decided he wanted to preemptively, along with uh, Gerald uh, the Whale Nadler, uh, he wanted to uh, really impugn them through the back door by basically saying that this was completely unnecessary because he thought, hmm, this is like copacetic. And when I first heard about this hearing, I thought Jim Jones was coming here, Jim Jordan was coming here to sit down with the police commissioner to find out exactly what we have done. Can I hear that just in the start, and I'll tell you to cut it off. Did you, did you hear that? What was that, the Freudian slip? Go ahead, go ahead. And when I first heard about this hearing... I thought Jim Jones was coming. Here, uh, no, hold on, Jim Jones. Hold on a second. A Freudian slip, right? Guyana, Jonestown, right? Is that what he was implying? Do you think that Eric Adams, who's not the brightest in the world, actually purposely made that Freudian slip because he was actually thinking that Jim Jordan from Ohio it was Jim Jones who went down to Guyana and then fed his followers the tainted Kool-Aid. Uh, or did somebody prepare that for him as part of his opening lines? You think about that, ladies and gentlemen, because then he went on to say that he welcomes them. Sure, because why? We're safe. Safest big city in America. And the numbers are clear. And then he went on to say that he thought that Jim Jordan was coming to meet his police commissioner, Sewell, Sewell, whatever the hell her name is. It is really troubling that Americans' taxpayers' dollars are being used to come here on this junket to do an examination of the safest big city in America instead of focusing on the real over-proliferation of guns. Over-proliferation of guns. Could I have the one about the police commissioner? Because she was here, actually, yesterday in the studios of WABC, and I will actually explain to you how cold, how um, stealthy uh, she and her entire staff were. If you don't have it, uh, don't rack your brains, Justin, because... We're trying to patch this all together. You know, it's okay. 
Uh, anyway, he said basically, uh, let me see if I'm paraphrasing him correctly, that he thought that Jim Jordan was coming here to meet with Police Commissioner Sewell to see how you make a safe city. I guess Sewell was going to introduce Jim Jordan to the latest crime-fighting technique, which replaces men and women in the police department with Robbie Robot, right? Danger, Mr. Robinson! Danger, Mr. Robinson! <laughs> yeah, it's a robot who's patrolling Danger, Times Robinson. Square. Danger, no Will Robinson. Yeah, get no out of here. Anyway, uh, the police commissioner came up here yesterday. Laura Kern was doing a podcast. You got to know she came with a, an entourage, uh, maybe the most massive security entourage I have ever seen, and I've seen big ones. So she had an advanced guy who was a muscle head. Then she had an advanced team filled with muscle heads. The one thing they all had in common, black and white, is they all had shaved heads, and they all like six foot two, six foot five, and looked like they were roided up, right? And, you know. You would think she would be surrounded by females, you know, like herself, maybe on the shorty short side. Nope. Surrounded by the, it was like uh, Valley of the Green Giants. They had no personality. They didn't exchange any conversation. Now, I've been even with David Dinkins when he had his entourage and I was no friend of David Dinkins. They would be affable, the police assigned to him. They would have conversation. These guys stood around like lurch. And it is reflective of our police commissioner, who has no personality whatsoever. She did an interview with Laura Curran. I think she said, yes, no, yes, no. What, what am I supposed to say? And she looks on her. Uh, oh, okay. okay, this is what I'm supposed to say. That's right. Because we all know that it's Phil Banks, the corrupt deputy mayor of public safety, appointed by Eric Adams, an unindicted co-conspirator. He should have gone to jail, but he became a uh, confidential informant. Everybody knows that, that he's the shot caller. He's really running the police department and that Sewell is not even permitted to meet with her deputy chiefs. Her chiefs, in fact, she has one meeting every week with Phil Banks, and that's on a Sunday. And I'm hoping that it isn't in a no-tell motel Holiday Inn Express, that it's in church, you know, that they're, they're saying their prayers. But, I mean, just seeing her travel yesterday with that entourage, what a waste of tax dollars. Hey, maybe since they're so into robots, they can have robots assigned to protect the police commissioner and Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. What do you think? Danger, Mr. Robinson, danger. Since that's going to be the security mechanism that they're going to utilize to fill the gap, of all the police officers that we don't have, we're down to 32,500 cops. That's dangerously no. No hope of leveling off. No hope of improving the recruitment. Uh, it's dismal. Police departments are coming in and recruiting our best men and women in the police department on a regular basis. They're offering them bonuses, moving bonuses, yearly bonuses. They're offering them uh, opportunities at moving up the ranks, but more importantly, a better quality of life, better public school system, and better housing for wherever it is they're being recruited to, whether it's the Southwest, Arizona, Colorado, whether it's down in Florida, whether it's south of the Mason-Dixon line, whether it's out in Suffolk County or Nassau County, wherever it is, they are coming in and mass the recruiters, and they're picking uh, police officers out of the ranks after they've done about two or three years. See, this is this is how it goes. It costs a hundred thousand dollars 
to recruit, vet, train, and graduate a police officer in College Point, the brand-new police academy. After about two or three years, they've had some experience, and these recruiters from other police departments around the country actually track their progress. And at about the third year, they swoop in. They send them emails. They make calls to them. In fact, it's almost like they're a cherished high school basketball star, and they're being recruited by college coaches from around America. Some of these cops, they can show you they got they, they got shoe boxes full of mail from other police departments. Hey, you know, they're not treating you too good there in New York City. Your pay sucks. They're forcing you to work overtime. By the way, that overtime ends on June 20th, the mandatory overtime. So we're really going to be in tough times. But when we come back, let's talk about the way Florida does things with its sheriff's department. Sheriffs there are elected. They provide public safety. It's not like a sheriff here in New York City, which is just a revenue agent, and they have no, no enforcement powers whatsoever. And we'll sort of talk about how they deal with things down south and in Florida. And is this a problem, especially we saw that shooting uh, at that household in Kansas City, Missouri, young black man going to pick up his relatives at 1030 at night, uh, gets killed at the front door. He went to the wrong house. And then upstate New York, a woman pulls into a driveway that's not hers. And a guy whose house it is blows her away. It's like, uh, huh, man, pick your poison. Pick your poison. Right here. We're live and local here. As Curtis Lee would take you to the 1 o'clock hour. Is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. And the family stone talking about the most important thing to every man and woman in America. Do I have to also, Justin, uh, mention transgenders, transvestites, transformers, non-binary, 72 different sexual and gender identifications that exist in America today where some claim that you have to honor their requests to be Considered whatever it happens to be at that moment, whether they're asexual, having no sex, or the next day being polyamorous, having sex with all different kinds of inanimate objects, to new America. But family has always been first and foremost, and the idea that you got to protect your family, your property, you got to protect those things that are very special to you. And Florida deals with it in a different way than up here in Connecticut, in New York, in New Jersey, and in most areas of eastern Pennsylvania. We won't say the rural areas or a lot of the suburban areas, but (laughs) definitely the urban areas. I want to sort of play a panoply of the different sheriff's reactions down in Florida. There are, I believe, uh, like 67 counties. All of them are elected. All of them tell their voters that there are not enough deputy sheriffs to uh, patrol on a regular basis. And that it is important that you, the residents, understand that, whether you've uh, been living in Florida for a long period of time or you're one of the many new jacks who are flooding in. 
Let's start, I think, with the Polk County Sheriff first, uh, Justin, see how he handles things. I would tell them if you value your life, you probably shouldn't do that in Polk County because the people of Polk County like guns. They have guns. I encourage them to own guns. And they're going to be in their homes tonight with their guns loaded. And if you try to break into their homes to steal, to set fires, I'm highly recommending they blow you back out of the house with their guns. So leave the community alone. You don't hear that up here, do you? Well, maybe in some of the more rural areas, but I can tell you it's off the radar screen of any of the major metropolitan uh, media centers like New York City or Philadelphia or Washington, D.C. Right, let's uh, let's hear from another sheriff down in, in Florida with so many people who are fleeing to as we speak. Which they did not. If somebody's breaking in your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually. Uh, could I hear that one again? So don't even bother calling us. Shoot them. Which they did not. If somebody's breaking in your house, you're more than welcome to shoot them in Santa Rosa County. We prefer that you do, actually. Wow, how different. Uh, let's, uh, let's pick another. Go ahead. Go ahead, Justin. There's a panoply of different sheriffs out there. The guy is a career scumbag, and I talked to the neighbors around here, and they were proud. They were actually clapping when he came out to get him out of here. I, they told me that he was yelling at children that go down the street here, and every time a kid would ride his bike or walk by his house, he'd come out screaming and throwing furniture. You know, this is disgusting. The great residents of this county not only deserve better, but they're going to get better. Do we ever hear anybody in law enforcement talk like that here? Uh, I mean, we hear Sid Rosenberg in the morning use that term, right? Uh, Justin, can I can I hear that sheriff again talking about this this pedophile, uh, basically eyeballing, uh, mad dogging children as they went up and down the block? The guy is a career scumbag, and I talked to the neighbors around here, and they were proud. They were actually clapping when he came out to get him out of here. I heard, they told me that he was yelling at children that go down the street here. And every time a kid would ride his bike or walk by his house, he'd come out screaming and throwing furniture. You know, this is disgusting. The great residents of this county not only deserve better, but they're going to get better. Don't you feel better when a sheriff says something like that, right? As opposed to others who feel make you feel like they're card-carrying members of the American Civil Liberties Union and law enforcement tells you all the things you can't do, shouldn't do, don't even think of doing up here. All right, let's go to one more. One more, one last one. Right, right. Whoever that was, you're not in trouble. Come see us. We have a gun safety class we put on every other Saturday, and if you take that, you'll shoot a lot better, and hopefully you'll save the taxpayers money. Well, that's good to know. You don't want people just getting guns and using guns without the proper training. They'll actually train you down there in Florida. But this comes on the heels of back-to-back, belly-to-belly, two homeowners who had guns on their property who decided to use lethal force. We've heard the story in Kansas City, young black man who was going out at about 1030 at night to pick up, uh, I believe, two of his relatives. And he just went to the wrong address. And I got to tell you, that's happened to me many times. They do not project the address on a house. I mean, you got to you got to be squinting if somebody doesn't have a huge searchlight on your address, which many times is microscopic, you need an electron microscope to see it. It's hard to find addresses at night. Now, why do I say that? 
because recently I've been collecting signatures to qualify Republican candidate in Astoria, Kelly Klingman, to run against the mini-me of AOC all-out crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her socialist, Caban, who wants to remove the police, remove prisons, and turn the streets over to the criminals in Astoria. Remember the name Kelly Klingman, huh? But anyway, the point being is I was going door to door. It's 9 o'clock at night. And I'm squinting because, you know, a lot of these addresses that I had to go to because they were registered Republicans, they had a sign to qualify her. It was hard to see. And then I'd go and I'd knock on the door. It would take a month of Sundays. A person would come out and like 9 o'clock at night, they were in their PJs, their pajamas, and say, you know, if it wasn't you, Curtis, you, you, you know, it's dangerous around here. I said, is that story? He goes, yeah, three murders last week. I said, yeah, I know that. You should be happy to see me here. Oh, that's right. That's right. And I didn't have to worry, like down in the South when I'm there with the guardian angels, you go door to door, you're looking for something, or you're trying to give relief to a victim. And you know what you hear on the other side of the door? Sometimes the click. Like the person has already cocked their gun when they're coming to the door. And you say, oh, man, it's me. It's me, Mr. Guardian Angel, man, Curtis. Yeah, see, Reverend <laughs> Because with that kind of mentality, we see what happened. Upstate New York, it was Washington County. All of a sudden, a 20-year-old woman was fatally shot by an upstate New York homeowner. It was Saturday night after the driver of the car was riding in, turned into the wrong driveway. That's crazy. And we know uh, the tragic case in Kansas City where the homeowner has been arrested and hit with multiple charges after um, he shot and killed the young man who came to his door at 1030 who was going to the wrong address. I mean, this happens all the time. So you certainly wouldn't want people going over the end. But then again, you don't want people like Jerry the Whale Nadler through a piece of propaganda telling us how safe and secure we are in the borough of Manhattan in advance of Jim Jordan's congressional hearing yesterday that was talking to actual victims and family members of victims about how their loved ones had been uh, victimized in the borough of Manhattan and totally dismissed, rejected, and abandoned by the Manhattan District Attorney who takes an oath of office, sworn in, to protect people and to enforce the laws that exist, which he has refused to do. Listen to Gerald the Whale Nadler, who is the poster child for term limits for all elected officials in America. The chairman says this hearing is about the victims of violent crime in Manhattan. Never mind the fact that New York is one of the safest big cities in America. Never mind the fact that under the leadership of Mayor Adams and District Attorney Bragg, over the last year, crime in Manhattan has dropped nearly every major category. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, tell that to uh, Rite Aid that's closing all of its stores in Manhattan. Tell that to Walgreens. Tell that to CVS. Tell that to Dwayne Reed. Tell that to all these jewelry stores and these designer stores where they've been smashing grabs in broad daylight and no arrests, and in some instances arrests, and then no prosecution by Alvin Bragg. Turn them loose, Alvin Bragg. What a disgrace. Look, uh, I've been in the forefront of trying to get rid of Alvin Bragg, which legally the governor of the state of New York, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, could do. 
So uh, the moment he was elected, I put up a petition called Recall DA Alvin Bragg. We have 22,000 signatures. Let's continue this. Keep the pressure on. Go to my Twitter page at Curtis Sliwa. Click on the uh, sign petition, and it's the recall DA Alvin Bragg. And just uh, give me a name. Give me a signature. Let's continue to pile up those petitions because, you know, according to Gerald Adler and some of these Democrats, wow, what a dynamic crime-fighting team. Eric Adams. And Alvin Bragg is the new Batman and Robin in Gotham City. Not. Talking about this is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Take him up, take him up, bring him up, dead, dead. Shot him up, shot him up, shot a ball, hey, hey. One gun, two gun, three gun, four. Your mind is all about crime. On it, on It's time to get live, live, live. Enough of this rap crap. Onyx. Yeah, Onyx. Put your guns in the air like they just don't care. Well, wait, listening to uh, Jerry Nadler yesterday, the whale, and Eric Adams. Uh, we didn't know that Eric Adams and uh, Alvin Bragg were the new Batman and Robin of Gotham, making Manhattan so crime-free, without guns, without shootings, without murders, without shoplifting, without boosting, without assaults. Without all the problems that have plagued so many of you listening, my own wife, Nancy, who was on the corner of 57th and 7th and got accosted across from Carnegie Hall, Bill Bratton's wife, who got accosted on the corner of 57th and 3rd, the guys who did the smash and grab of the uh, Louis Vuitton bags right on the corner of Park and 57th. I mean, we just go on and on and just go up and down the corridor of 57th itself from east to west. It's like uh, the danger zone now. Unbelievable. But up next, as we continue live and local, as I substitute for Brian Kilmeade, yours truly, Curtis Lee, till 1 o'clock, we're going to be talking about what Eric Adams has been doing this past week. And instead of attending to the business of the city, which is crime and public safety and stemming the flow of evacuation. He's been cooking his remedy for solving the problems in the fire department, in the hospitals, and in the city is to follow Chef Eric Adams and eating a vegan diet, as if that's going to make all of our problems in the city of New York go away. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. This guy. Is Food Network, can they give him a program? Maybe maybe he can leave and just become a professional chef on TV. Because this guy is clueless. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Check this out. This is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Riffin' Read.
Talking live and local here as yours truly, Curtis Lee, with substitutes for Brian Kilmeade. And then I'll continue on with the Rip and Read 12 right on to the 1 o'clock uh, hour. Proving once again that WABC, the acronym stands for Always Broadcasting Curtis. A lot of times we don't talk about the fire departments. Like early this morning, five were injured in a White Plains fire. And the brave men and women of that department were at the rescue we have the world's largest, most proficient, most uh, equipped fire department uh, that this world has ever seen right here in New York City in the five boroughs. And the leadership is falling apart as we speak. Uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, one time was on the uh, front uh, of um, a firehouse off of Livonia Avenue in Brownsville. And decry the fact that so many of the firefighters inside were McWhitey Whiteys. He's always had it for the fire department. And yet they foolishly uh, oftentimes have backed him up in his elections because his uh, complexion has been his protection. But it's clear that he wants this fire department disassembled, the world's greatest, the world's bravest. There's no doubt about it. We don't just have to think back to 9-11. Uh, let's just think about all the times that they rush into burning buildings. I remember being outside of the funeral parlor for the wake of the Canarsie Kid. It was from the firehouse um, on Rockaway Parkway uh, off of uh, near Glenwood and Farragut. Young man from the Rockaways uh, who had gone into a building and unfortunately, as he was trying to save lives like so many other firefighters have done, perished. And uh, it goes on and on. You just uh, think about how brave these men and women are. And yet, the mayor has sat on the sideline after appointing a woman who is not qualified to run the fire department. There is nobody suggesting that Kavanaugh, his commissioner of the fire department, is at all qualified to run the department. And... uh, All the top echelon is saying, no, 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 I'll go back to the ranks. I'm not going to serve for her. She's a fake, phony, fraudulent fugazi. She doesn't know what she's doing. Uh, She's tried to disassemble this great fire department with its tremendous history. And uh, I got to tell you, Justin, it got so bad. There was the annual uh, fire department match. The hockey teams, which always uh, turns into fisticuffs. Whenever you put the cops and firefighters together, they start swinging and winging at one another. But for the drop of the puck at the very start, you had Commissioner Sewell come out with a throwback jersey, NYPD. She was politely received by the crowd. And then the embattled fire commissioner, Kavanaugh, who shouldn't be there, was booed. I mean, the boos were unbelievable as they started cascading from the upper balconies right on down to the ice. And it continued on and on and on. And, I mean, look, there have always been commissioners who have been at odds with their departments. I don't think I've ever seen this before. Imagine you're at a hockey game, right? Fire department versus uh, the NYPD 
and they see Kavanaugh come down with her throwback fire department hockey jersey, and it was like unbelievable. I mean, it was even the cops were booing her. And she, it didn't matter. You know what they were doing all last week, Eric Adams, to show, no, no, Kavanaugh is my commissioner. They were going from firehouse to firehouse, cooking for the men and women in the fire department. Because as you know, fire department is oftentimes they're on 24 hours. And, you know, they cook their own meals. They have their own kitchen area. So... Uh, Eric Adams has always fancied himself as a uh, chef. In fact, he uh, ought to, you know, become a Food Network chef. You know, Emeril Lagazzi, Gordon Ramsay, Bobby Flay, maybe even Rachel Ray. You know, he wants to be politically correct, right? But the guy, he thinks that the route to solving the problems of the city of New York, many of which he's created since he became mayor about a year and less than a half a year ago, is cooking. Listen to him. Talking to the fire department, not about the problems that they have with their commissioner, but look how to cook. Welcome to What's Cooking NYC. I am with New York City Fire Commissioner Laura Cavanaugh at the famous Rescue One in Manhattan. We're making a hearty vegan sauce for New York's bravest. Vegan sauce? Everything is vegan. You really think the guys in the fire department, right, are going to be having the vegan sauce. And then he talks about how Eric Adams, who has disparaged the fire department in previous years, calling them crackers, uh, calling them white supremacists, as he oftentimes was apt to do. And how the fire department could forgive him is beyond me. But here he was saying, look. If you eat every day the way I do, you know, I I could be on the fire department uh, calendar. It's my grandma Laura's recipe. It's a great meal for, uh, they do a lot of drilling here at Rescue One. Uh Um, So this is a great hearty meal that can hold you over for a few hours. And I assume if if I eat this every day, I could get on the firefighter's calendar, you know, because, you know, know, I'm pretty healthy now. (laughs) I mean, we would love to have you in the calendar, you know. Yeah, kiss his ass. Yeah, that's good job security for you, a PR person for the fire department. But then the embattled fire commissioner, Kavanaugh, weighs in. So instead of resolving the problems between Kavanaugh and her upper staff, all of whom are resigning, she was telling Eric Adams and the assembled firefighters about her mother's recipe. How long do you cook? So I I usually do the garlic until it's a little bit brown. Mm -hmm. Then I throw the veggies in. Mm -hmm. Just let them get a little bit browned. Um, Just, you know, really for flavor. And then you put it in the sauce. (laughs) You know, and it's funny, too, because a lot of what my mom used to say when I was young is that she'd put vegetables in the sauce in order to, like, sneak in vegetables. (laughs) And, you know, here I am as as an adult purposely putting the vegetables in the pasta sauce because I actually think it makes it a little... (laughs) A little bit heartier and a little bit healthier. <laughs> you would think I made... People are saying right now, you're making this up, Curtis. You're making this up. The fire department of New York is embattled. The top staff for the police commissioner, Kavanaugh, down at 
Metrotech are abandoning ship. I mean, there's like 10 of them now that have abandoned ship. One of them being a black woman, uh, by the way. You'd think they're all McWhitey-Whiteys, right? All crackers, right? One, a black woman, and she wanted that black woman out in the worst way because she knew that black woman could replace her. So Kavanaugh said, I want that sister out of here. And what are they doing? They're going around from ladder company cooking, trying to assuage the angers of the firefighters. Listen, <laughs> listen to Kavanaugh, who says that every week when she leaves Metro Tech, she goes home and they're cooking. It's her therapy. Cooking is my therapy as well. Like that, you know, I still try to have that meal every Sunday, mm-hmm. not only because I love to cook and just to be able to concentrate on that feels good, um, but also it's a chance to have people over. They give you support and love, and then it's it's a great way to it start is, a busy man. week. It really is. It really is. Well, you know what you ought to do, Kevin? This is like Blue Bloods. You know how Blue Bloods, the police commissioner, he has his family over, what is it, on Sundays, and they all share tales about working the district attorney's office. Uh, work in the police department, the grandfather who used to be the commissioner, the commissioner now, right? Maybe it should be what, red blood? Maybe, Kavanaugh, you should be inviting over your top echelon. These are men who have served for many years. Uh, that African-American woman that you hastened out, you said you didn't want that sister with an attitude around, so you, you made sure she left because she was a direct threat to take over for you. And maybe have them over and cook them food on a Sunday and discuss all their differences that they have with you. I don't know if you could patch it up, because let's face it, Justin, she's ill-prepared. I never was impressed with her. I've been at events with her. I really never thought that she knew much about firefighting or even was a fast learner. doesn't always mean that the fire commissioner has to have been a firefighter, but come on, after a year... She has no respect to the men and women in the department. She has no respect to the upper ranks. And even those who have tried to curry favor with Kavanaugh in order to move up the ranks because as some senior guys step aside, boy, that makes an opportunity for some younger guys. Even they say it's not worth it. This woman doesn't know what she's doing. She's got a bad attitude. She's not a team player. She has divided. And is trying to conquer the fire department by having it her way. And how is the mayor dealing with the problems within the ranks? They're cooking. But it's not alone. When we come back, the mayor visited the hospital system of New York City, which does not have enough nurses. That has no, not enough nurses at all. And his remedy for not having enough nurses for all the patients who might go to uh, Kings County, might go to Jacoby, might go to Elmhurst, might go to Bellevue is, well, we should be cooking vegan food for all the patients. You see, if we prepared vegan food for all the patients, it would make things so much better in the hospital system. This guy is freaking out of his mind. But then again... Many of you elected him. Many of you said, oh, he'll be the law and order mayor. You know, uh, if, imagine if he had run on a campaign in which he was going to try to force vegan food on everybody. Do you think he would have been elected mayor? I think not. My number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. 
Stephen Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. become the theme song for Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, who probably is going to get customized aprons made out at $5,000 a throw because his answers now to all the problems that are plaguing this the city, poor educational standards, fourth graders are not able to read uh, at the fourth grade reading level or do math at the fourth grade le- reading level. The answer, Justin, is vegan food in the cafeteria. And he's gone into school cafeterias and he's tried to teach the blue-haired matrons, you know, who serve up the slop to the kids, that it's got to be all vegan. Like, yeah, the kids are going to eat that? Not. And as you saw, his remedy for dealing with the collapse of the fire department leadership and the fact that they're, they're now abandoning the leadership of the commissioner that he put uh, imposed upon them, Kavanaugh, who's not ready for prime time is serve vegan food in the firehouses. But yesterday, with the problems that are plaguing the city hospital systems that are extensive, Bellevue in Manhattan, Kings County in Brooklyn, Elmhurst in Queens, Jacoby in the Bronx, his remedy uh, to all the hospital administrators who were appealing to him, we don't have enough nurses. We're, we're drastically short of nurses. It's really nurses that hold the hospitals together. The doctors oftentimes will come around and they'll visit, visit patients and they really don't know much about the patients. You know, they read off the clipboard, but it's really the nurses who are there changing the bedpans, uh, who are doing everything, you know, who are making sure that the patients get their medication, turning them over making sure that they get their insulin if necessary, whatever it is. It's the nurse who's on board 24-7-365. 
So his answer was not more nurses, but more vegan food, more culturally sensitive food. And in fact, who was putting on a demonstration yesterday? Chef Eric Adams for all the hospital administrators. A few weeks, uh, I'm going to have Rachel put through a program where I'm going to live off of $10 a day by eating a healthy plant-based diet. There's a myth out there that states eating healthy is too expensive. Uh, You can take a bag of lentils, which costs around about $2.80. You can make lentil stew, lentil burger. Uh, You can make lentil uh, pasta. We want to show New Yorkers not only what happens in the hospitals, but we want to show New Yorkers how you can have culturally sensitive food that is healthy. And that is not what people have shown. And so there needs to be a combination of not only saying when you get sick, you come to the hospital and learn, but I want to use my life and show people how easy it is to have a practical plant-based diet and enjoy your food. Food must look good. It must be good for you. But darn it, has to taste good. (laughs) No, no. This is what he was telling hospital administrators while he was preparing vegan food. That the remedy to getting patients back on track who have had heart attacks, who have had strokes, who have cancer, God, who have had so many problems that have afflicted them. It's not more nurses. It's not better medical care. It's a vegan diet. Could I hear that cut again, Justin? All the remedies are a vegan diet. And more importantly... He's going to teach all of us how we can live on $10 a day in food. Get it? $10 a day. I want to hear this again because I don't know how you can do this. In a few weeks, uh, I'm going to have Rachel put through a program where I'm going to live off of $10 a day by eating a healthy plant-based diet. There's a myth out there that states eating healthy is too expensive. Uh, You can take a bag of lentils, which costs around about $2.08. You can make lentil stew, lentil burger. Uh, You can make lentil uh, pasta. We want to show New Yorkers not only what happens in the hospitals, but we want to show New Yorkers how you can have culturally sensitive food that is healthy. And that is not what people have shown. And so there needs to be a combination of not only saying when you get sick, you come to the hospital and learn, but I want to use my life and show people how easy it is to have a practical plant-based diet and enjoy your food. Food must look good. It must be good for you. But darn it, has to taste good. (laughs) Uh, So let me get this straight. (laughs) He's teaching you how to stretch your food budget, even though, He's a single man, right? He's not raising any kids. No woman lives with him. He's single. We pay for everything for him, right? He's got Gracie Mansion. We provide him with He's telling us he can teach us how to live on $10 a day off a bag of lentils. Uh, I want to do that test. So, Justin, uh, you're single, right? I want you to prove to us that you can live off $10 a day a bag of lentils. Uh, we have Kevin Joe, our weekend producer. We have Macedonian Phil, all single. 
All right, your homework here from me here at WABC is we're going to go out later. We're going to get you a bag of $10 a day, a bag of lentils from Gristidis or D'Agostino's, and all three of you are going to show us how you can live off that. (laughs) And then he's talking about in hospitals, oh, if only we had a plant-based diet. It could cure cancer. It could cure heart attacks. It could cure strokes. Oh, my God. Maybe he can lay hands on the patients there while he's preparing vegan food. This guy is nuts. You know what I want to do? I want to channel one of the best chefs ever. Remember, for years, we were entertained by half-in-the-bag Julia Childs, who was on PBS. I mean, let's face it. she She was smashed when she would come on and she would... Teach us because he said these foods are tasty. What he described is not tasty. But Julius Childs, hey, Eric Adams, if you want to really be a chef of all chefs, you got to take a page out of the book of Julia Childs. We're going to have what I think is one of the great desserts of all time a souffle Grand Marnier. That's an <laughs> orange souffle flavored with Grand Marnier orange liqueur. Some little, little drops in there. This is a good old white sauce base with egg yolks, perfectly beaten egg whites, and in they go. Some people pour the base into the egg whites, but I like to pour the egg whites over the base. And the folding is the most important part of the souffle, because you want to be sure that the egg whites get incorporated into the base. That's beautifully folded. Now into the souffle dish, which has been buttered and sugared. I'm not going to fill it too full, just about the top. And in it goes to the oven. It's a 400-degree oven, and I'm going to start it and let it watch it for about 20 minutes. I think that souffle ought to be done. Mm. Oh, it is done. It's perfect. It's just perfect. Look at that. Souffle Grand Marnier Morrison. That's just exactly what he ordered. Souffle Grand Malier. You get the sense that Eric Adams is sort of like Nero playing the fiddle while Rome slash New York City is burning. And it didn't stop here. All last week, these were the t- Eric Adams' answer to all of our problems is a plant-based vegan diet. Now, remember, we started out in the fire department. It's collapsing. Its commissioner is not respected by the men and women at the lower levels and the men and women at the higher levels are leaving. In fact, she looked at one African-American woman as a threat to her job. She had her whacked. Yeah, she had sister with attitude. I, I, I want her gone. She was gone. So the answer is go into the firehouses and cook vegan Vegan meals. I'm sure you guys and gals listening out there who are firefighters who say, yeah, I want to eat vegan. The problems in the school cafeterias is if we want kids to read at grade level, to do math at grade level, a vegan diet. In the hospitals, a vegan diet. If you have cancer, heart attacks, strokes, not nurses, a vegan diet. And up next, Eric Adams doesn't stop. He wants to teach us how to live our lives. He wants to be our mommy. He wants to create another Bloomberg mommy state over my dead body, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the migrants. Why don't you experiment on the illegal aliens with all this crap? 
This is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. The answer to all our problems in the city is a plant-based diet. Vegan diet. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Right now, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. Mayor of the illegal aliens. He's not my mayor. Is out there somewhere in the five boroughs. With his $5,000 customized suit protected, of course, by an apron. As he is uh, drumming up food, plant-based food, vegan food, in every place that's having a problem. Hey, you think you should go out to the correction department? Think you should go to Rikers Island that doesn't have enough correctional officers? Hey, maybe if we just feed the inmates a vegan plant-based diet, They won't slash the correctional officers. They won't beat up fellow inmates. They won't take the commissary privilege. They won't run a tear. Bloods, Crips, Trinitarios, MS-13, 18th Street, Nietas, Latin Kings. Don't give them con arroz habichuelas with a chuleta on top. Pork chop, of course, to calm them down. No, it's got to all be a plant-based diet. Vegan. Hey, Eric, why don't you go... Right past Steinway Street to Astoria, over the bridge, in Rikers. Go into the commissary, right? Tell them it should be plant-based food. What? You're not? What? Get rid of all that food. Oh, no, my God. You can't do that. No, no, no. It's got to be plant-based. And then go into the kitchen there. Got to be all plant-based. You want to see a riot going on in Rikers Island? And not just by the inmates, the few correctional officers who are there. Just to give you an update, there are so few correctional officers who are getting attacked at will. Nobody's protecting these men and women on the front line that they've decided to cut in half their training time in their academy in Middle Village. Yeah, right off of Glendale. You go right down Cooper Avenue. That's where the facility is. They're only graduating like 89 recruits. There have been many more who've gone out on early retirement. And instead of the six months of training that they need, it's now three months. And I got to tell you, if if I were the mayor, and quite frankly, I should have been the mayor, I would say, oh, you want to be a police officer? You got to do one year first as a correctional officer on Rikers Island. You will be subjected to everything. If you didn't have any street smarts after a year of surviving on Rikers Island, you'll be able to deal with any of the mutts and skells and thugs and thugettes out in the streets of New York City. Right? That's a pretty good idea. I don't think the cops would like that, but hey, what the hell? They'll be ready. They'll be ready, but ladies and gentlemen, coming to a community center near you, coming to a public school cafeteria, coming to a hospital near you, coming to a police precinct, a fire department, ladder company, is Chef Eric Adams, frustrated as he is, because really he wanted to be like Gordon Ramsay or Emerald Lagazzi or Bobby Flay or... Well, maybe Rachel Ray. We got to throw a woman in there, right? He wanted. To, he wants a show on the Food Network because he says all problems can be remedied by a plant-based diet, 
And in terms of Biden inflation, because remember, he's the Biden of Brooklyn. He says, don't worry about that. I can help you create plant-based vegan diets that are Biden inflationary busters. And so these are some... These are simple ingredients. Not only are they simple ingredients, they are cheap. Everyone says all the time, if you eat healthy, it's going to cost a lot of money. That's all people say. It's going to cost a lot of money. This costs $3.75. $3.75 per servant. And so... No, no, wait a second. What is it? (laughs) Hey, you know, Dollar Pizza is now a buck fifty. What are you going to get for $3.75 a serving? Oh, but wait, wait. Remember, all of these culinary delights that are plant-based and vegan uh, are racially sensitive. In fact, he talked about chopping up the racial cabbage. I never knew the cabbage was racial. I really didn't. I mean, all of you schmucks and putzes out there, didn't you realize that eating cabbage meant that there was certain racial, there's a racial connotation, a racial overtone to it. You ever notice that there are different colors in food, such as cabbage? Sometimes the cabbage is of that light color cabbage. Ooh. You have the red cabbage. You also have onions. There's some onions are the light color, some are the, uh, the red. The red color cabbage. Uh, uh, onions and other items, those red colors are, they're really significant because the more color it is, the more nutrients it has. So when you go shopping, always look for those different colors. Oh, my God. Even when you shop for food, the more color the food has, the better it is for you. You think he's playing a racial agenda with this, uh, you know, plant-based uh, vegan food? Can you play that again, Justin? Because everything with this guy is racial. Racial. From calling cops that he worked with crackers to standing in front of that ladder company in Brownsville years ago and decrying white supremacy that he said permeated the firehouses of the, of the fire departments in New York. Yeah, I remember it, UFA, UFO. How dare you even meet with a guy like that and call you all a bunch of crackers? And now he's telling you when you go shopping for your, <laughs> for your foods in your firehouse kitchens, it's got to be vegan, it's got to be plant-based, you'll be a better firefighter or a braver firefighter, and it's got to have color in it. Because if you pick out those cabbages and those onions that don't have color in it, and it's white, then it implies that you're a racist. You ever notice that there are different colors in food, such as cabbage? Sometimes the cabbage is uh, that light color cabbage. Then you have the red cabbage. You also have onions. There's some onions that are the light color, some are the, uh, the red the red color, cabbage, uh, uh, onions, and other items, those red colors are, they're really significant because the more color it is, the more nutrients it has. So when you go shopping, always look for those different colors. <laughs> wait, wait. And then he talks about chopping onions really fine. Onions, red onions, I chopped them up already. 
And I like to chop them up really fine when you, when you do it. You, of course, you want to take the peel off. When you chop your onions, you want to take that off. But you can do, you can really, they were chopped up already. I like, I like my onions really, really fine when I do it. Gee, that could prepare him, not for the White House, but the big house, when they put him on the daisy chain perp walk for all the corruption and all the corrupt persons he surrounded himself with, from the Carones to Phil Banks to all the crooks that he says that he, he, he likes to mentor and give a second chance. He could be the future uh, Paul Servino, the future Paul Ivario from the Goodfellas. Remember chopping onions? Paulie did the prep work. He was doing a year for contempt, and he had this wonderful system for doing the garlic. He used a razor, and he used to slice it so thin that it used to liquefy in the pan with just a little oil. It's a very good system. Vinny was in charge of the tomato sauce. Ah, got the smoke. That beef, the kinds of meat and meat. Got veal, beef, and pork. Ah, good, but you gotta have the pork. Oh, that's that's the flavor. I felt he used too many onions, but. It was still a very good sauce. Vinny, don't put too many onions in the sauce. I didn't put too much onions in Oh? Three small onions, that's all I did. Three onions? How many cans of tomatoes you put in there? I put two cans, two, two big cans. cans. You don't need three Unbelievable. You know, you probably think that I made all of this up, right? Right, Justin? You and... And Kevin Josh, our weekend producer, Macedonian Phil, all of you are single guys. You're all going to prove uh, that you can live on $10 a day with a bag of lentils from uh, Gristidis and D'Agostino. And also that each meal is just going to cost you $3.75, even though that you can't go any longer to the dollar pizza place because it costs a buck fifty. Is this guy pretentious? Is he omnipotent? Is he full of himself? He's not Mayor Eric Adams. He's Chef Eric Adams. And by the way, when the illegal aliens that he's brought in and continues to welcome in, when they reject the food because it's not culturally appropriate, does he then go in there and tell them you need to eat vegan food, plant-based food? No, because he's there, Mayor. He goes, hey, Pedro. Sophia, what do you want instead of all this food that you're throwing out? huh? Whatever you want, you got because it's on the sucker taxpayers of New York City. Talking about this is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. I got vertigo. 
Ryan Kilme wasn't here today, so when I go, it's live and local. So just imagine Brian Kilmeade talks about geopolitical, national issues. Maybe the answer there should be, for every problem, plant-based vegan food, which is what now Eric Adams is doing because he's got nothing else to offer. Either that or say prayers, right? That's his newest thing. Say prayers and we won't have guns in the school, won't have guns in the streets, right? Prayer, plant-based food, and a vegan diet. Oh. <sighs> You know, it's uh, refreshing when we go live and local, right? Because there are so many things that I can talk about. Because one thing I can guarantee you, not only do I not trust any politicians, and I'm a politician myself, so hey, I know from experience. But I know where everyone's bones are buried and who buried them. And how this city is slipping into the abyss with a mayor who wears $5,000 customized suits, goes to Club Zero Bond at night to the break of dawn in an ungodly way, then talks about we need to bring God back into the schools and we need to have school prayer. And most importantly, firefighters, the answer to your problems with your commissioners to eat plant-based foods, vegan food in our city hospitals that don't have enough nurses. Just give the patients plant-based vegan food that'll resolve their problems and to the kids who are not reading at grade level give them plant-based vegan food in the cafeteria and it will resolve everything and if you're suffering because of biden inflation he's going to teach you how you can feed a family of four on a a ten dollar bag of lentils that'll give you enough food to fill your bellies for a week bull feathers Bull feathers. Up next, it's back to my traditional rip and read. We're going to kill it just like we did over the last two hours. We're live and local.